Introduction John Tarrant had been dead for nine years when I first heard his name. The man has been haunting me ever since. At the time, I was a researcher at Granada Television in Manchester, working on a documentary marking the centenary of the Salford Harriers. Running as an activity had never interested me, but the runners were fascinating, and this unfashionably working-class outfit linked arms with a fast-waning industrial age. It was 1984 in Margaret Thatcher's Britain, and every factory closure was taking a club like this down with it. Miraculously, the Harriers had somehow clung on, although its members were mostly still drawn from Lancashire's imperil blue-collar army, they'd wisely kept their overheads low. After one hundred years, they still had no clubhouse, preferring instead to change in the back room of an immense Victorian alehouse before training in the leafy dell of Boggart Hole Clough, a nearby public park. Over the decades, the Harriers had produced few stars, and most of those were forgotten. Local heroes from a golden pre-lapsarian age between the wars when thousands crammed athletic stadiums to watch Manchester's undernourished amateurs take on the world. During months of research I'd met many of them, all well into their eighties, eking out their lives on memories and a state pension. Of them all, Eddie Hughes had been my favourite. In pictures taken during the 1920s, he always seemed to be shivering, fixing the trackside photographer with unsettling, ravenous eyes. But in his pomp he could run like a Mustang, and no matter what Oxbridge superstar they shipped north to humiliate him, Eddie had usually prevailed. Now here he was, teary-eyed and pitifully thin, welcoming me into his Eccles council house. We talked for hours— He made me tea and sandwiches, and he rolled out stories which could have been plundered from an Alf Tupper comic strip. In every one he started as the underdog, and in every one he emerged as the victorious hero. There was one race where they brought an American and two Oxford runners just to make a fool of me, he told me. I was thirty-three to one in the betting, and the Sporting Chronicle said I hadn't a chance. But I told my father-in-law they'd have to have wings to beat me that day, and I told my best mate, Harold Doggett, to empty his pockets on me at those odds. Had he won? Oh, yes, I beat him. I beat him all by a yard and a half.